0: the best minds in wrestling today and you damn
1: well know it by now we know more than google always have always will new show bigger better badder brother twice as famous twice as rich
0: 2.0 here we go
1: start the damn show already
0: oh What's up, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's the
1: J-A-T-double-B. As always, I'm here with my co-host. Superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary creaming. Uh, we're back
0: again for a brand new episode. Um, got some feedback on last week's episode. Audio issues. Um <laughs>
1: I was having internet issues. Jamie's house was falling down. Yeah, I managed to podcast uh, through a bomb cyclone. Uh, with yeah. no power, no heat, no water, no internet. It was a nightmare. And then we,
0: people were so excited about us posting a brand new episode it shut Instagram down. We had
1: four hours, no Instagram, heard it.
0: Yeah. So it was a crazy day, but Besides the audio issues, I guess it was a good episode. Oh, Blake, Blake Wilson, a buddy of ours, uh, did hit me up. Um, he wanted me to shout him out, but he uh, he was very upset that we, we talked so much about Harlem Heat going to the Hall of Fame and took it so seriously. Why? Um, Rainmaker Wilson on Instagram. I'll give him a shout out. Um, he uh, apparently... Well, he he agrees with us that the WWE Hall of Fame is bullshit, but he was uh, upset that we wasted so much time talking about it.
1: Oh, he was just upset? Well, the, does he have a podcast? No. Oh, he doesn't podcast. Okay, so he doesn't... Okay, he doesn't know what the fuck is going on, basically.
0: <laughs> well, we're <laughs> going gonna to have him on here eventually, but yeah, he... Uh, that was that was the feedback. That was actually the only feedback I've ever
1: gotten, besides our audio issues. Yeah. The good news is, the, uh, everybody's on our time, so it's nothing's ever wasted when you're on our time. So that's a good point. Yeah, it's that's, uh, a, that's a good point. Also, I mean, I'm doing this from an iPad with a microphone I bought online. Yeah, I'm doing it from a I don't know whatever iPhone you use your. That's it. I'm just doing it on that. So. Well, there's no way you have bigger than an iPhone 4. No, I've got one you got to use your thumb to open. When I went to get this one, I almost got in a fight with a guy because he tried to make me buy the one where your face opens it up. And all I did was tell him, I go, I want this one in red at this price. And all I want you to do is take the shit off my actual iPhone 5 that I had. I want all my phone numbers on this phone. And then he's like, he literally goes, hey, um, so, you know, it's $10 a month just to get direct TV on here. I, I use it all the time or whatever, some kind of bullshit app. He's like, when I'm in hotels, I watch this. I go, you don't watch the TVs that are in your hotel? He goes, no, I use my app. And I was like, well, I use, this is called a cell phone. I use it for calling people and talking to people and texting to people. I don't watch television on it. I ain't got time to watch television on it when I work. (laughs) so yeah that happened when i bought this phone it's an i I don't know what iphone it is it's one of the new ones it's one of them new ones
0: yeah that's crazy that you have a newer phone than me um (laughs) oh you know what i did also get some feedback you (laughs) someone said uh someone did tell me that they find it annoying that you
1: laugh into the mic oh that i laugh into the mic yeah where am I supposed to laugh?
0: And I guess if, every time I say something funny, you're supposed to leave the room.
1: Oh, so you want me to, you want me to walk out of the room and laugh and come back? So it's like, I'm, like the people are supposed to treat farting. So yeah. basically, that person wants me to treat a laugh like I'm blowing air out of my asshole.
0: Well, like professional podcasts, like Joe Rogan and and people like that who have studios, Chris Jericho. They, I guess, have this stuff called. Or I, I listen to Observer podcasts. They have like, uh, they call them cough buttons, where basically like, if you have to cough or fart or laugh or whatever, you can press like a mute button. But yeah, or we don't. We to, don't
1: have that kind of technology. Yeah, push to talk. Like you know, that person. You know what? Fuck that person. Boom! Roasted. Yep. Uh, when they start a podcast and they buy all their equipment and they don't laugh into the microphone, then they can comment on it. But they probably don't even have a podcast. And if they did, nobody would fucking listen to it anyway. No.
0: I love how all I just told you all of our feedback and your answer to everything was just like, do they have a podcast?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have one of the number one podcasts in the world, so yeah Um, we're gonna do something new tonight actually something we talked about doing we get we did a preview show uh we said we're gonna start reviewing movies and tonight we uh, are gonna review our first movie it's uh not something i thought we'd do for our first movie but i remember this movie being awesome and then we we watched it this week (laughs) and it was way more awesome than i remember it being so um i'm glad we chose this movie
1: yeah um, I had a great time watching it and why, why do you why are you not in trouble for laughing in the microphone i tried I,
0: I try not to laugh in the microphone to be honest I also when I'm not talking i don't- I'm nowhere near the microphone, which was hilarious because the feedback was also that I was just breathing the whole time it sounded like I was jerking off but yeah, with a
1: trash bag on your head, you're like pull the old rob Williams
0: literally <laughs> is that what he did? I don't know.
1: Probably one of them did it. Somebody jerked off with a trash bag over their head and died. I
0: don't, I don't think know. it was Robin Williams,
1: but I think it might, I don't know. I think like death by asphyxiation. I think you're supposed to like come way harder. I don't know. I don't. I'm not educated in all this weird shit. So well, you know a lot about it for never doing it. But um, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I. But every time you're talking or I'm not talking,
1: I'm not anywhere near the mic. So I don't know where that came from last week, but. I just pulled out my tape measure that was on my side because I work so hard. I need one. Uh, you just twenty four
0: seven. You have a tape measure.
1: Yep, twenty four seven. I have a tape measure. Um, I'm probably fifteen inches away from my phone. At least, like my head is. I'm sitting in a chair upright. My phone's on the computer desk.
0: Yeah. Speaking so of working so you're, hard, so, I so you're one buck penis. Burgess. You're one buck Burgess. Penis away from your phone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, shit, I laughed. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> speaking of working, dude, all I did after that bomb cyclone was clean roads, clean the roads, chop trees, had to go buy a chainsaw, an axe. Um, I just had to clean up the goddamn city because these lazy-ass pot smokers couldn't do nothing.
0: What's of damn hippies.
1: Yeah. Well, that's anyway, that's about that. yeah. I'm that's true. a podcast in itself.
0: I'm sure Denver appreciated your hard work. Yeah, they do. All right, let's get to this movie. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs>
0: Okay, if you didn't guess it by now, I, that was a, a little snippet of the intro to this movie. Um, if you couldn't hear it or couldn't understand it, let me read the lyrics for you. <laughs> thunder in paradise, lightning striking twice, mess with thunder, you pay the price. Damn right. Yep. Uh just a badass song for a badass movie. That's right. This week we're reviewing the nineteen ninety three classic Thunder in Paradise, starring Hulk Hogan and Chris Lemon as uh Hurricane RJ Spencer and uh
1: Martin Brew, Brew Baker. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean the fact that uh that Hulk Hogan's name is Hurricane in that movie, that's what a badass name in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, Hurricane
0: R.J. Spencer. That is a badass name. Yeah. And I think the R, if I remember right from when during the wedding, which we'll cover later, I, I believe the
1: R stands for Randolph. It does. It stands for Randolph, uh, Randolph J. Hurricane Spencer. Yeah. And uh, Randolph is a, I mean, I've never met a Randolph I've fucked with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't
0: think I've ever fucked with a Randolph either, but. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this movie, I remember it well. Um, I think it was right after Nitro's they would play this show. The first, yeah,
1: the first, uh, they would play it after Nitro's uh, Monday nights. The show was only one season. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this was a TV show that basically the, the first two episodes were put together and made for a straight to home video release for a movie.
1: Yep. And if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but Hulk Hogan was in WWF when he started doing this show. And then legend has it that on the set at the beach, Ric Flair showed up and, and talked to him about coming to WCW And he went and he signed a contract and went to WCW. Yeah.
0: So I think he was either like he was on his way out of WWF either way, but he either started when he was out or like started when he was in. And then while he was in, he, he started like, or when he got out, he started filming. I don't think when he was in Orlando and Florida filming this, I don't think he was part of WWF anymore.
1: No, I think it, it was pretty close. The timeline is pretty close.
0: Yeah, but, um, yeah, they, they did film a lot of it in Orlando at Walt Disney, and at the time, WCW was doing their tapings in Orlando um, at Universal Studios. So, yeah, that's where Eric Bischoff and uh, legend has it that Ric Flair
1: went as well to help out, but went to talk to Hogan about coming over. Yep. And remember, when you look at it, it says 1994, which means it was filmed in 1993, which Hogan was up until, you know, he lost to Yokozuna. Uh, he won the title at Mania. What did he lose to Yokozuna at King of the Ring in uh, May or June? Uh yes. He put over Yoko for the title, right? And that was pretty much it for him.
0: Yeah. He had the appearance at WrestleMania 9, and then he put Yoko over after that. And yeah. um, he also had that big jet ski accident around this time that fucked him up real bad, and he he had to wear an eye patch during the
1: this first episode. Actually, train <laughs> 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 man, it's I'm actually I'm... made it incredible that uh, he was wearing an eye patch because it made his character even better. Rumor has it it may not, you know, the the big you know story is the jet ski jet ski accident, but. There's also rumors that he got in a fight backstage with Macho Man, and Macho Man blacked his eye.
0: Yep, that's one of those big uh, wrestling, uh, I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but wrestling lore, one of those all-time rumors that he really got his ass beat by a savage. It wasn't a ski accident. But you remember uh, Brutus had his face fucked up real bad.
1: Yeah, he did. He had reconstructive surgery with his face or something happened with it. He fucked his face up. That's why he came back. He wore the beard, so I think that might have been later. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Brutus um, is in this movie. We'll talk about him, but man, talk about a best supporting actor role! Oh my god,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Brutus was phenomenal in this movie. I don't know. Should I look up who won best supporting actor in
0: 1993? Yeah, yeah. I'll google it real. I'll google it real quick. But yeah, uh, Brutus didn't. He didn't have many parts. I mean, total, how long would you say Brutus was actually in the movie or noticeable?
1: Uh, Probably no more than seven minutes. Man, listen to you typing away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have those uh,
1: spring keyboards so I can play World of Warcraft. Okay.
0: Gene Gene Hackman,
1: yep. Unforgiven. I'm not going to shit on Unforgiven, but I don't think he did as good a job as Brutus.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna, I mean, Gene Hackman's an incredible actor, but man, if I put up a Gene, a Gene Hackman scene from Unforgiven, and and that scene of Brutus at the wedding, Yeah. I mean, it's tough. First of
1: all, Gene Hackman as little Bill in Unforgiven couldn't even build a house that didn't leak, so, and he died, so, you know, whatever, spoiler alert, for those of you who haven't seen Unforgiven, Matt Cole, um,
0: <laughs> is that ice? What are you drinking on? Yeah, that's ice. I'm drinking a uh uh gin and um uh sparkling sparkling water.
1: One of them is it a flavored one of them flavored sparkling waters? Yeah, it's lime. uh lime. So you have the worst one. You need to get that. It's out. a LaCroix. A LaCroix
0: lime with
1: some gin. Some Bombay. Tell you what be good with that is a uh that oh uh there lacroix makes a passion fruit
0: i have I have lacroix lime, I have lacroix orange right now, that's all I have, so you just went, oh gee, you got the embarrassing colors, yeah, I'm not buying something called passion fruit, but uh, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> read a uh we get sidetracked so easy, but I'm gonna read a synopsis real quick. Man, it was hard to find anything about this movie on the internet. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, so this is the actual synopsis, I believe, from the movie. It's on the... So I own this on on a DVD. Smart. Somehow, the three-pack. So Thunder and Paradise 1 through 3. Which we'll probably review all of those. Yeah, I think we have to, but yeah. this is the actual synopsis from that. Terry Hulk Hogan stars as R.J. Hurricane Spencer, who's an ex-Navy SEAL... And confirmed Bachelor <laughs> struggling to make ends meet in order to save his superboat, Thunder, and ultimately his business, which I don't know what his business is. Spencer is forced into a marriage of convenience with a snobby Megan Whitaker. When Megan gets kidnapped, it's up to Spencer and his partner Brew to save the day or risk losing everything. So that is really not what this movie is about at all. I mean I guess yeah. kind of, but it's a um, I mean it's an underlying theme I guess. But yeah, so there's your basis I guess to go off of. Um let's see here. Okay, so the opening sequence of this movie, I took in-depth notes
1: because I was just blown away with every scene, but it's it's crazy when you watch a movie like this and it the impact of from scene to scene. Sometimes you have to pause it and just take, you know, take a lap. Cause you got you got to take it all in. Yeah, know? it's like, just a lot at one time to take. A lot in. at one time, and everybody's so good. The acting is so perfect. Yeah, just, I don't know. It's blew my fucking mind. This first scene blew my mind. Chris Lemon was incredible as
0: a brewmaker, but great actor. Um, yeah. So the opening sequence, we just freaking. There's a boat with these just chicks on it, like Jamie's filling station type women.
1: Yeah, four or five of them. Yeah, uh, for, cocktails, they have cocktails. Yeah,
0: they got they got their margaritas, they got they're in these skimpy bikinis, they're laying out in the sun, hanging out, and this music's kinda starting in the background, that music I played earlier. And then all of a sudden, like in Jurassic Park, these glasses start shaking. And these chicks yep. are like are like, What the hell's going on? right? In the then, water. Yeah. So the glasses start shaking more. You start to hear this rumble. Boom, here comes this boat going about eight thousand miles per hour
1: fastest boat on the planet
0: (laughs) and we zoom in and it's hogan and his partner brew speeding down the speeding down the waves uh brew baker is in a full flight suit for some reason a navy flight suit (laughs) and um hogan's wearing a some kind of tank top he's got the eye patch on they're both wearing navy seal hats no longer the navy seals but they need to show you that they're in the Navy SEALs or were in the Navy SEALs. I mean, Technically, um, they're mercenaries for hire. Right. Hogan's putting his earpiece on, getting ready. Um, Brew pulls out a Magnum gun, the biggest gun you've ever seen in your life, biggest pistol you've ever seen in your life. For, for the people, I mean, there's, there's not a person in sight. They've cruised by that boat full of women. And now there's a, not a boat near them, but for some reason, he's, he's getting that gun
1: ready. We gotta get ready for battle. I mean, you know, you can't you you can't be too ready. There's no such thing as being too ready. Right. So Rubaker goes down into the boat. Now
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is already incredible because well, how big would you say this boat is? Thirty one feet?
1: I would guess, yeah, twenty eight to thirty feet, somewhere around in there, yeah. It's uh like, lengthwise.
0: Yeah, it's a jet boat. It's like a you know, it's like a boat you take out with buddies. Like it's it's, it's stealth, a stealth,
1: like hauling ass speed boat.
0: Right, it's a personal boat. It's not like a you know, it's not like a cargo boat or.
1: Yeah, Jose but, Fernandez can't drive it.
0: No, not anymore.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> not anymore.
0: <laughs> so uh, keep that in mind when I tell you that Brew goes down into this boat. And it is the size of a submarine. Yeah. Well, even bigger. I mean, I'm trying to think of what the size of this thing is. I
1: mean, it's the size of, like, I don't know, a small library. Like a small, like, if you remember the first episode of uh, that computer room, it's about the size of that computer room in the first episode of MacGyver.
0: Yeah, I want to get in this boat, but let's uh, let's take a pause real quick, pay our bills, get that over with, and then we'll yep. con- we'll continue with this uh, because this is where it really gets good—the inside of this boat. All right, talking about this boat, Brew Baker goes down into the cabin, and we find out this is why Hogan put that earpiece in.
1: Yeah, um, so they can chat.
0: Right. Um, so he gets down here. He's got a he's got a full inside this thirty-one foot boat. He's got a full control room. Um, A computer, a couple computers, he's got um, uh, a full, how big is that screen? Probably 60 inches, 60 inch screen. Yeah, it's probably, it's huge. I mean, it's a full, it's a legit full control panel for this, to control everything on this boat. Um, Hogan's driving up top. Uh, Bruce sneezes into the microphone
1: pisses hogan off (laughs) Um, because he's put put his earpiece in you don't need to be sneezing i mean they were about to go to battle yeah there's etiquette there's radio etiquette
0: when you're in battle Um, but literally five seconds later hogan comes down Um, he puts a automatic gun into a safe and pulls out a pistol and cocks it for no reason Um, they're on their way to Cuba. I guess their mission is to rescue these people from, from Fidel Castro. Um, well, he's evil. It's 1993. Yeah. So these people, this, this woman and a a child, um, I guess the husband's already in Florida. So, you know, Hogan's there to retrieve this family. Um, so they pull up, they're getting ready. Um, you know, Hogan's a little worried about it. Hogan says he wishes it was a night mission. Yeah, you
1: know, because the boat is stealth. And
0: Yeah, and Baker's like, don't worry, man. Stealth's going to work. Don't worry about it. Literally five seconds later, Thunder reports stealth inactive. Um, so they're just... They're going in blind. Baker wants to cancel the mission. Hurricane R.J. Spencer ain't
1: about that life. Um, no, he's not. And just to reiterate, like the boat is supposed to stealth during broad daylight to where it is unseen by the known eye <laughs> and radar. So, I mean, what a great invention. I mean, they invented it. It's like, you know, the Klingon bird of prey cloak uh, for those of you who are Star Trek fans. But, you know, it malfunctioned.
0: Yeah, so Brubaker wants to cancel. Hurricane... It's like you know, fuck it, we're going in. He because he's a badass. He's a badass. There's a, also a microwave down there. Hurricane Spencer's gonna cook him up some rice for some complex carbs. Yeah, um, real quick. Yeah, real quick. Complex carbs. <laughs> um, let's see here. Okay, so, so they pull up. They're getting ready. He. Oh, by the way, he he somehow hacked into a satellite to get full 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 view of what's going on.
1: Yeah, top topographical map. Yeah, and whatever, however you say he, that. He
0: tells he tells Hogan. Um, by the way, I am going to go from Hogan to R.J. Spencer throughout this episode, but
1: yeah, well, um, I mean, everybody should know what we're talking about. There, if not, they can just turn the shit off. So,
0: or yeah, or so he tells Hurricane, "Look, I am in the satellite. Thunder's going to be able to to track every guy who's shooting at you. Thunder's going to be able to track any guy who's pointing a gun at you." Yeah, Thunder's a fucking incredible. Yeah, the best boat of all time.
1: Better it's than better
0: than the Knight Rider car.
1: Yeah, easily better than Kit. Yeah. Uh if you really think about it, name a better boat. You can't. I can't. I can't name a better boat. And I challenge all the listeners to name a better boat. Yeah, I actually challenge you guys to get on our social media and try to find a boat that's better. You can't.
0: Nope. So they they get there, they arrive the best plan of attack you know do they pull around Does hogan kind of sneak underwater now they're gonna go with there's a full jet ski on board <laughs> hogan shoots out of this boat i'm talking about like a cannon yeah on a jet ski into the water starts going around they're firing missiles at them these things are barely
1: missing them. not exploding at all by the way just dropping into the water well, they're very evasive. Hogan's evasive on a jet he's one of the best jet skiers of all time. He was he was
0: pulling some good moves on that jet ski, I'm not gonna lie. It yeah. also looked like a a grown a full grown man on a on a child's jet ski. I mean Hogan <laughs> was humongous
1: <laughs> on this thing. It did, well in ninety three they only had like the sea do three hundred, you know, they didn't have the you know, it was just the best they could do.
0: Right. So he's he's getting shot out by missiles, everything. So he finally has to jump off of the jet ski and he goes underwater and he notices a bunch of guys are shooting at him up on this pier and Hogan, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to say this without dying laughing. Hogan (laughs) gets underneath this pier and literally gets in between two huge logs and breaks them apart, pushes them apart from each other. (laughs) and brings the pier down Uh, that's called a feat of strength (laughs) it is an amazing feat of
1: strength underwater which goes to show you those fucking pythons the python power. yeah it's real
0: so he tears down this pier underwater one of the most amazing things I've ever seen he he gets on land. He finds the the woman and the child who are just right there in the middle of the action. He um he, of course, is trying to run back. He um Baker's watching the whole thing on this television inside Thunder, telling them when guys are coming. He says, "Hey, you got eight? I think it was eight. I don't know how many people you got. These people, you know, coming at you. You know, figure something out. I think he calls them." plaque, because he made a reference earlier about fluoride and plaque. Yeah. So Hogan picks up this, I don't know, a thousand pound log (laughs) and literally swings it at about eight people, knocks them out. Another incredible feat of strength. I mean, this is already one of the baddest battle scenes
1: we've ever seen. Immediately. And this, like, I mean, this is a battle scene right now that is, like, imagine watching Commando when Schwarzenegger hits the island. Like, this scene may top that. I don't know. It's close.
0: Yeah, so Hogan is literally getting shot at by missiles. They got all kind of armed weapons. They got guns. Every Assault kind of gun imaginable. Yeah, everything shooting at Hogan. And Hogan defeated him with pure strength, destroying a pier, and uh, picking up a log and swinging it.
1: Yep, that's all he did was use his environment to win. Yeah, he he,
0: he literally on the way to Cuba was holding two different guns, but didn't shoot one gun during this whole battle scene.
1: Yeah. Because it's that's how badass he is.
0: Yeah. I guess you don't use it unless you need it. But they um yeah. they are Brubaker's able to um the jet ski is autopilot. So Brubaker's able to get the jet ski to drive back to where Hogan is. He's controlling it from Thunder, like on a remote control.
1: Yeah, what a badass.
0: Yeah, drives it back over to Hogan. Hogan gets these people on the boat somehow. They all strap in. Full thrusters. Let's get out of here. Well, full thrust malfunctions. Everything on this fucking boat malfunctions. Yep. So they're they're trying to get out of there. Full thrust is malfunctioned. They got all these people chasing them. Hogan has the first great line of the movie. <laughs> he says, Brew, "Brew Baker goes, man. We got to get out of here." And Hogan goes, "They're going duck hunting, man." <laughs> <laughs> Which was awesome, but uh,
1: yeah. it made me want to go duck hunting.
0: Yeah. So Brew Baker's talking sweet to this thing, rubbing the panel. Finally, boom! Full thrust kicks in. It goes about eight thousand miles per hour. Um, they go the fastest from, boat on the planet. Yeah, they go from Cuba to Miami in about. I don't know, 15 minutes. Um, On the way home, Brubaker says, just like our Navy SEALs day, brother, you bruise them, I lose them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Incredible line because it's the truth. That's their tag team, to bruise them and lose them.
0: Yeah, you bruise them, I lose them. And then they do one of the baddest handshakes I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> They pound fists, and as soon as their fists
1: are connected together, they both flip a thumbs up. Yeah, which is incredible. It's not like this, you know, everybody does this explosion, all this bullshit, you know, bomb shit when they're doing their hands. But when you pound the fist and then throw a thumbs up, fucking A, man.
0: It's the baddest thing I've ever seen. I was watching that scene with Rachel, my girlfriend, and I said, listen, this is how we greet each other now we don't <laughs> yeah. we don't hug we don't kiss we don't say hello I'm just going to stick my fists out you're going to bump my fists we're going to flip those thumbs
1: yeah pound and rise brother that's what it is
0: yeah so that's your opening battle scene I mean already your juices should be
1: flowing yeah this is the first 20 minutes of the movie uh, and it's already better than pretty much every movie ever made
0: yeah. And by the way, I think we, I, f- I feel like we should mention, we should mention this at the beginning. If you're someone, this movie was made in '93, but if you're someone who's never seen Thunder in Paradise, you need to pause this podcast right now. Yeah. Stop. Spoiler alert. You need to hit pause on me and Jamie. This is the only time we're going to tell you to do this. Yeah. You're going to hit pause. You're going to go watch this movie right now. It's on YouTube for free.
1: It's so, yeah. YouTube for free. Uh, you can order it off Amazon. Um, go to your local whatever. See if they got it. Your local video store, if those still exist in some places. Yeah, your local whatever should have it.
0: Go to theater time. Yeah, go to theater time. Rent this movie. I'm. I can't recommend it enough. I mean, we're going yeah. We've only described one scene to you guys.
1: And yeah, we're know. forty minutes in this podcast, and we talked about one twenty-minute scene. That's how incredible <laughs> this goddamn movie is. Yeah,
0: you need to watch it immediately. Okay, so next scene, we cut to the they call it the Sun Coast of Florida.
1: Yep, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: we see a, a, a man arriving to the airport, an elderly gentleman. We later find out his name is Edward Whitaker. Um, he's going through the airport. His limo pulls up to this resort on the beach i mean this humongous resort um right on the beach we cut down to the beach off of the resort where there's like a a tiki bar but it's a it's a pretty large bar right on the beach big door probably sits about 40 50 yeah yes if you would i mean you would run a bar like this right oh easily
1: i by myself yeah yeah i, would have, I have i mean that's uh no brainer for me pretty easy uh high overhead cheap booze uh good people good times
0: there are chicks everywhere in this
1: scene by the way i
0: mean it's most the, chicks i've ever seen yeah we haven't mentioned the same people who made baywatch phenomenal television program are the, are the same people who did this movie so there are just yeah. chicks chicks in bikinis everywhere down right here uh we see kelly larue who works at the bar carol alt um she is bartending these guys are like checking her out you know and she doesn't say a word to him she just walks over puts a cherry in her mouth ties the stem gives it to him walks
1: away i mean just yeah. a baller baller ass move yeah man and that uh that keeps them coming uh that how many times better.
0: have you done that while you've been bartending
1: oh tie a cherry with my tongue Should yeah seriously um uh, Honestly, man, I probably lost count, um no please...
0: you're bartending, and a couple of chicks are checking you out, and you don't say a word, you just walk up, put a chair in your mouth, tie a stem, hand it to him, walk away, probably oh, uh,
1: over a hundred, I would say, <laughs> yeah, I
0: think that makes sense
1: yeah i, I yeah, I could do that it's pretty yeah, you know, it's easy uh... okay, so. <laughs>
0: We cut out right outside the bar. there's a arm wrestling table for some reason. um I would say a hundred people are watching these guys' arm wrestle um which by the way, dude, a tiki bar on the beach where people are arm wrestling and cheering for it is probably the baddest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's a place i I want to be at at all times. I mean, I live in South Florida right now, and I there's no places like that in
1: 2019. Yeah, which is embarrassing.
0: It is embarrassing. So there's an arm wrestling table. We see um, Brutus Beefcake, supporting actor. Um, we see he's arm wrestling Hercules Hernandez, who's also a wrestler.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hercules, right, first of all, Brutus Beefcake, nominee, best supporting actor of that year. Hercules at the time was... He had been incredible, yes, um, he was incredible, he was huge, he wore a chain, like these guys are I mean they're good, they're great actors,' I'm glad they could transcend,
0: yeah, so Jimmy Hart is also in the scene. Jimmy Hart is losing his mind watching these guys arm wrestle each other um, everyone's into it. The old man Ed- Edward Whitaker pulls up, he's uh. Here to take the hotel back from we, this is where we meet Megan Whitaker. Yeah. Um, so Megan Whitaker runs this resort. All right, backstory here. Megan yep. Whitaker runs this resort. It was given to her by her father. Um, Edward Whitaker is the uncle. I guess in the will, Megan got the hotel, but there's a clause, okay? She had to get married before a certain date. Well, that day is forty eight hours from the day. So Edward has come to you know, there's no way you can get married in two days. You know, come to take over the hotel, blah, blah, blah. So as this is going on, somewhere close to the beach, I don't know where, Thunder pulls up, getting back from Cuba. They unload the people, you know, family reunited. There's by the way, about three hundred people to greet Thunder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You would think, <laughs> you would think a navy warship had just returned from a nine-month deployment. Yeah, and somehow uh, I mean, it was
1: all people. <laughs> yeah.
0: People were waving American flags. Incredible. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. They're cheering Hogan as he gets off the boat. Shit, we were there. I mean, yeah, we were definitely there. Uh, this li- this little girl walks up and. I, I thought it was his daughter at first. Which makes it less weird than what the reality of the situation is. But this little girl walks up and immediately asks... First, uh, she asks how the mission went. Which a six... Well, I don't know how old this girl is. Six to eight years old.
1: Yeah. She's smart for her age, though. Super Obviously smart. She's, she's running around with fucking Hurricane and brute, So she's yeah. smart.
0: She wants to know how the mission went. She wants to see Hogan's eye. Hogan shows her his eye. It's gross. Yeah, red, weird. Yeah, they go over to this, uh, to the shark. And Hogan starts telling this in-depth story to a six to eight-year-old child about, <laughs> about the shark attack that he went through. I mean, I'm talking about in-depth story. Yeah. Um, they go, they go to the shark. Hogan goes, let's see what we can find. Pulls his hand in the shark, pulls out a license plate. D- from where? Ca- California or somewhere? Yeah, it wasn't Florida. I can't remember where it was from. He I think it was a-
1: California. It was I- a, first of all, the shark was a hammerhead shark. <laughs> it was a oh. hammerhead.
0: Okay, he pulls out a license plate. Then he pulls out a full conch shell. He yeah. says, he looks at the little girl and he says, the more junk they eat, the better they taste. <laughs> yeah, which is, true. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent true. Next, he, he pulls out a necklace. Next, which is one of the weirdest looking necklaces I've ever seen. It's like
1: Aztecian.
0: Yeah, it's like, really like old. It's nothing anyone would
1: wear. No, nobody would wear it except for like ancient Mayans during a like sacrificial ritual,
0: <laughs> right? So he gives it to her, she wants it real bad. He gives it to this little girl. She goes, "Thanks, Hurricane." So at this point, all indications are that this is his daughter. And she calls him Hurricane. So immediately I'm like, "Well, that's weird that she would call her dad Hurricane." Well, um, I mean,
1: it's kind of I mean, his name's Hurricane, which I guess if your dad is RJ Spencer, you call him Hurricane. Yeah, you fucking call him Hurricane. What the fuck are you going to call him? Daddy. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh he gives her this, right? And then um he goes, Let's go to the scuttle butt, which is that bar, that tiki bar. So he's gonna take this child to a tiki bar. He goes, Let's yeah. go let's fly over to the scuttle butt. She goes smart move. Yeah, she goes, fly over. <laughs> right? All doesn't know what he's talking about. Let's fly over to the scuttle butt. Cut to next scene. Hogan and a small six to eight year old girl are parasailing. Yeah. (laughs) Off of the back of Thunder to go to this bar. I don't know how far away they were from it. I don't either,
1: but they parasailed over there, which is badass.
0: (laughs) It is pretty badass. And it cuts to them up in the air. Hogan is laughing like a lunatic. Yeah. Having the time of his life. Again, at this point, I'm like, okay, this is his daughter. No big deal. They get to the they get to the scuttlebutt. They land on the beach again. There's like a thousand people around. Um, to be an extra in the background, of this movie would have been fucking incredible, by the way. But
1: so, millions of dollars.
0: Yeah, there's all these people in the background. Uh, we find out at this point that the little girl is actually Megan's daughter. Yeah, which makes everything at this point so weird <laughs> because this little girl has nothing to do with Hogan. She's just like a fan. And he's, I mean, who wouldn't be at that
1: point?
0: <laughs> yeah, but I and mean... And he's,
1: you know, Hogan's, you know, train, you know.
0: You're just going to take a, a random eight-year-old child parasailing to a bar?
1: If they're a fucking uh, hur- hurricane maniac, yeah.
0: Yeah, if you're Michael Jackson. <laughs> but, so, Hogan takes this girl parasailing. They land. He takes the gear off. He's in a Speedo.
1: Yeah, complete, like... <laughs> Just nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, incredible.
1: Ripped all the shit.
0: Yeah, so Megan Whitaker comes up. You know, Megan Whitaker, very beautiful, but right off the bat, you can tell she she's not anyone you want to have to deal with on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, snooty, like, kind of like red coat snooty, like Great Britain. Yeah. Uh, pretty woman, though. Pretty woman.
0: Yeah. Stabbable.
1: Yeah, super stabbable.
0: So she comes, she freaks out. I mean, like any good mother would do. She's upset that this grown man took her daughter parasailing. Um, In the ocean. Yeah. She says something like, I've never met someone uh, so annoying. To which Hogan's response was, Well, you must not know very many people. (laughs) Um, I
1: mean, that's fair. Yeah. He's also wearing bad,
0: he's he's also wearing badass shades at this
1: point, by the way. Uh, And by the way, a little side note. If you ever need to know anything about sunglasses, just watch this movie. Yeah,
0: he's wearing badass sunglasses this whole movie. Yep, um, everybody um, wears
1: badass sunglasses <laughs> in this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she's freaking out. She says, "She says, or Jessica, that's the little girl's name." She goes, "Jessica, let's go." She, this little girl, gives her mom the bitchiest look and points, yeah. points this necklace up at her, like, "Look at what this grown man has given me." Speaking of millennials, yeah, and the mom goes, What is that? and she goes, It's a necklace. Um, hurricane pulled it out of a shark for me, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome.
1: Yeah, what a badass!
0: <laughs> yeah, so she's upset. Hogan just looks at the mom. This is a direct quote I'm sorry if you think parasailing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you think parasailing is dangerous for Jess. I'll ask permission next time. Yeah, and he swore by it. Yeah, he looks at the girl and goes, take it easy, squirt, and does the yep. the
1: badass fist thumbs up thing. And he was being honest as a day is long with her. He's like, hey, you know, like, you know, I took took your daughter parasailing after I ripped a necklace out of a shark and put it on her you know next time i'll ask for permission you know i respect you i mean that's fair that's fair it's it's fair and he's an honest man he's a law-abiding citizen of the community he's there for his people and he's there for his kids he's just you know he keeps kids out of gangs like yeah let's
0: i mean neither of us are parents hopefully we never will be yeah hope to god we're not um But let's say we had an eight-year-old and we had no idea where this child was and we look out on the beach and we see our small daughter parasailing with Hulk Hogan in a Speedo landing on the beach. Obviously, initial reaction we're going to be upset about it. But I mean, it's Hulk Hogan. Right. Initial reaction we're going to be like, you know, what the fuck's going on? But if Hogan's going to stand there and say, listen, I didn't realize this was dangerous. Let's," Because it's not for him. Right. It's not for him. I didn't realize this was dangerous. Next time, I'll, next time i ask for your permission. I'm going to respect that. 100%. I'm going to respect that
1: move, and we're going to move on. Yeah, we're going to move on, and as long as, um, long as you ask me after that, you can parasail across the planet. I agree. Around the world in 80 days parasailing. I'm fine with it. Agreed. So
0: Hogan goes up to the bar, still in a speedo. This hot chick runs down. Immediately she's all over Hogan. Yeah. Can't... Wet as hell. Yeah. And I mean not not yeah. water wet. Not from the not from the ocean. <laughs> she's all over him. She goes, Hey, let's go down the dunes. I want to show you something. Hogan's like, All right, let's go fuck this girl real quick. Boom. Yeah. Takes her takes her, stabs her. Yeah. The
1: old failing station.
0: Yeah, we cut the brew baker. Brew baker's at home with thunder. You know, very upset about the malfunctions. Obviously, well, he's trying to make it right. Right. So he's he's got his tools out. He's fixing thunder up. He's talking to it like it's a person. He tells thunder he's very upset with it. He says, um, "I graduated first in my class at MIT." Yeah,
1: he um, did. Went.
0: Smart man. Yeah, he created some kind of system for the navy, and now you've embarrassed me in front of my best friend. Which a tough time? Which thunder did by a tough the way? Time.
1: Thunder did by the way. Yeah, had, thunder did, and that's a tough time. <laughs> they got to figure it out. Cut. We cut to the evening,
0: late evening. Sun's coming down. Hogan is on his porch. Um, I'm gonna describe Hogan's outfit real quick. It's <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing no shirt. 1993 Hulk Hogan's jacked.
1: Yeah, ripped. Um, I mean, his name was Rip in another movie. Yeah, so.
0: he's huge. So not, he's no shirt on jeans, snakeskin snakeskin cowboy boots. Uh, jeans tucked into the boots. Jeans tucked into the boots. A matching snakeskin belt. Incredible. A bandana, of course. He's chilling on the porch, reflecting. You can tell he's in a moment of reflection.
1: Yeah, just taking the day in. You know, busy yeah. days. Busy Brub- day.
0: Brubaker arrives home. He he's going about a hundred miles per hour into the driveway. He he goes, "Hey, you missed a hell of a workout, brother." Notices Hogan. You know, is out. You know, reflecting. He goes, "What's going on?" Hogan says uh, man the navy didn't pick up our prototype they went with another
1: they went with another contract Uh-oh. which the prototype was thunder interject thunder so basically they created this boat uh and built it with their own business on the good terms that the navy was going to accept this prototype and use it uh, for future, whatever they needed to do. Uh, by the way, the Navy is a bunch of idiots. Yeah, because this is the baddest boat of all. <laughs> I, I want to see the boat that the Navy picked. Yeah, I would like to see whatever whatever the Navy picked. I would really like to see it because I've never seen a boat that is unbeatable like this boat.
0: So, he, he says the Navy didn't pick it up. Brubaker starts freaking out, man. this is This is political, economics, It's just he's mad as hell. He says, You sunk your whole life into this boat, payment after payment, man. Everything you have is in this boat. You know, you're up to your up to your neck in debt. To which Hogan replies, Yep, we're losing the boat next Friday. So basically basically, basically this is the last this was their last chance. They put all their money into this boat. Which I mean, God knows what this boat's worth with all the,
1: yeah, all the money. I mean, it had to have been more. The money they put in that boat had to be more than everyone else had. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I may not
1: even be able to afford this boat, right, but maybe both of us together. And that's maybe, like... maybe, maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> they're losing this boat
0: next Friday. Um, Hogan goes downstairs next to Thunder, you know, he's sad. You he can tell. I mean, this is some good emotional acting by Hogan.
1: Phenomenal.
0: Yeah, he's upset. He goes, he looks at Brew, he goes, man, he goes, it feels like I've been fighting my whole life. I'm always battling, I'm always fighting. He says, I'm just punched out, man. I'm punched out, it's over. Very
1: emotional. I was bawling. Yeah. This is one of, was the, one of the most emotional scenes I've ever seen. I went, took a shot of whiskey, poured a rocks glass, and usually I do three fingers. Uh, This time I did six. Six fingers of brown in a glass. I had to drink it. That's how sad I was.
0: Yeah, it was a very emotional scene. Brubaker goes, you're punched out, man. I'm sorry to hear that. And I'm talking about they're playing this music. Hogan's upset. It's a crazy emotional scene. Next thing you know, out of nowhere, Brubaker kicks Hogan in the face. (laughs) Side karate kicks him in the face. It kind of wakes Hogan up. Brubaker side karate kicks him in the face again. And now Hogan's ready to go. They start doing these karate poses. They're making these noises. I wish I had the audio for it, but I mean, Hogan is (laughs) making the most insane noises of all time. They, They literally went from like in a in-depth emotional
1: conversation to full-on karate. Yeah. Imagine the fight scene and They Live. Yeah. This is along the lines of that.
0: Yeah, these are two best friends who just out of nowhere started fighting each other. They're having a little battle. Hogan chokes them. Brew breaks one of Hogan's fingers. Yep. At this point, they start dying laughing. So they went from emotional to whooping each other's ass. To die laughing in about five minutes.
1: Yeah. It's, by the way, one of the best scenes I've ever seen in my life. It's an incredible scene in the movie. And it just takes you, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster. Shows you how good of a- actors these guys are. There is
0: no way at this point in my life, if I'm ever having a serious conversation with anybody, I don't
1: start doing karate. Yeah. And the best part about karate is like, Brew knew his shit. Uh, he was making all the right like Hogan went into fight mode, and his growling like he was growling like, you know, yeah. a, a giant.
0: Yeah, Brew um, was doing yeah. actual karate. Hogan was just going, ah! Ah! <laughs> "It was." Ah. I mean, I've never heard noises like that in my life.
1: Yeah, and that's like you know sometimes. As fucking Bert, you know Bert from, uh, or I mean, a Polly, Bert leg, whatever his name is, Pauly Bert Young is his name in real life, but Polly from Rocky. Sometimes you got to get the stuff out of the basement, and that's what uh, that's what Hogan was doing, getting stuff out of the basement. You know, Thunder, he 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 just lost Thunder, and he, you know he, would, he had to get that stuff out of the basement. So there was a lot of deep bellowing, a lot of stuff coming out.
0: Yeah, it was an awesome scene. They, they start dying laughing. Brew Baker's getting Hogan fired
1: up. Says, "Hey man, Kowalski is down at the scuttlebutt." You know, well, first we got to say sorry to interrupt. The last scene of the fight was. Oh he yeah, he charged. He charged. He charged. <laughs> Brew charged Hurricane. You know, they thought it was over, and then Brew charged Hurricane to get him. Hurricane dodged him. I mean, it was it was the fastest dodge I've ever seen in my life.
0: He also lifted up his leg to trip him, which wasn't necessary because Brew dove into the
1: water. Yeah, (laughs) dove it way over his head leg. Yeah. So then they both end up laughing while he's in the water, and he helps him out, which you think he's going to pull Hurricane in, but he doesn't out of respect because the battle's over.
0: Yeah, and also that swerve was pretty amazing to miss to miss Brew coming at him. It was. So yeah, so they're laughing. Bruce, though, he starts firing him up. He says, hey, man, Kowalski's been running his mouth. He's down the the scuttlebutt right now, running his mouth. Kowalski's
1: a cocksucker.
0: Yeah, so back story. Kowalski is a guy who sucker punched Hogan or sucker punched Hurricane Spencer. Yeah. And gave him the eye. That's why he's wearing the eye patch. Kowalski's yeah. a piece of shit. They were arm wrestling. They sucker punched. He's a cheater. Yeah, he sucker punched Hurricane. So, Hogan gets real fired up at this point. He And he's not punched
1: out anymore, boys. He's got punches to
0: throw. Yeah, he's, he he's ready to go at this point. So, cut to the scuttlebutt. We see Kowalski, who, by the way, is played by, rest in peace, Janelle Nightheart.
1: Rest in peace. Um, phenomenal actor.
0: Right. Oh, right. So, in between this, by the way, we don't really need to talk about it, but Megan is being consoled by um lola miller who is um the chick from facts of life the old lady from facts of life yeah 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 she's talking to her oh this is hilarious she's talking to her you know megan megan's like i don't know what to do i'm gonna lose the hotel so this old lady the facts of life lady goes gives her a ring goes this was from my fourth husband he was my he was my favorite Good good for her. That's a big <laughs> sacrifice. Well, that's what they say. Number four is always the best. Yep. Um, if it's four, you score. <laughs> so, um, she goes, you know, this may be what you need to do to keep the hotel. You need to get married. And She goes, well, who could I marry right now? And literally about 30 yards away, Kelly LaRue is listening and just goes, Hurricane R.J. Spencer. So they're Yeah, tra- they're tra- I mean, if you live in this town at this time, there's nobody you want to bone more than Hurricane R.J. Spencer. Yeah, who else was there to marry? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my in god. Embarrassment.
1: I mean, maybe beefcake, but. Yeah, no be I'm fine with beefcake or Jimmy Hart. Fuck it, but they're not Hurricane.
0: Yeah, so that's the game plan. They wanted to marry Hurricane. But yeah, cut to the beach. Kowalski, Jim Namble, Nightheart, he's arm wrestling Beefcake. Beefcake, I guess, just all day is arm wrestling.
1: Because he's a badass. Um,
0: there's a hundred people. What he does. That's what he does. That's his career. There's still a hundred people watching. I mean, these people are going ape shit watching this arm wrestling match. Kowalski wins. Basically, cuts Beefcake's arm off. <laughs> And he, start, he starts cutting a promo on the people in the crowd. And it is hilarious.
1: It is hilarious.
0: <laughs> it's classic Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Incredible. Yeah, he's doing that crazy laugh. He's going, give me my money. Give me my money. I'm the champ. I'm the best. And this <laughs> this girl, yeah, this extra starts dying laughing. Yeah. And Anvil gets two inches from her nose and goes, what are you laughing about? What do you think funny?
1: Just screaming funny. in this girl's face So, do you think? All right, in all honesty, they just said that. So, basically, what happens? Everybody showed up to set, and they're like, "All right, here's what's going to happen. You do this. All this other shit was fucking ad lib. Like it was all fucking.
0: Oh yeah, he just started cutting. He just started cutting a promo.
1: Yeah, and they're like, "Fuck it, this is badass." Yeah, because he's a great actor. Which it was badass. Yeah, it was incredible. I'd like to see Kowalski versus the Smasher. God. I'd like to talk to the Smasher. Talked to him a while back.
0: Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So Kowalski's running his mouth. All of a sudden, he notices his Hurricane. Hurricane's on the beach. He's not. He's not shirtless anymore. He's wearing a, a cut off jean um, shirt, button up. <laughs> Nothing is better than a than a cut off button up.
1: Yeah, he's wearing
0: the save, basically. Save yeah, this. save outfit, cut off. Jean shirt with jeans on the beach. <laughs> um, Hogan comes up, arm on the table. No word said. It's just, hey, it's time to fucking go. Um, he starts arm wrestling Kowalski. It's pretty close. They're going back and forth. It's a good match. Hogan takes his eye patch off, exposes his eye. I think he says an eye for an eye at this point.
1: Yeah, he does. He says an eye for an eye. Um, uh, that's an age old, you know. That's fair. Hogan's being fair uh, by the rules of life. <laughs> yeah, that's <the> one <laughs> way to
0: look at it. So he he takes his eye patch off. Kowalski goes to sucker punch him again. Hogan blocks it. Kowalski Incredible. Head, Kowalski headbutts him. Doesn't face Hogan. Hogan punches him. Knocks him out cold. People lose their minds.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: he's over. crowd goes crazy. Yeah, he's way over at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: um, Megan is going to approach Spencer at this point, you know, tell him what's going on. They go up to the hotel room. Um, she goes, how much do you owe for Thunder? He says 93000 There's no way this boat is way more than that, but that must be what he's got left on it. Um, she says she'll pay the loan if they get married. Hogan just goes, I'll let you know. She goes, When are you gonna let me know? He just shrugs his shoulders and walked out the door. Yeah. Probably the baddest way to answer. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. At this point, Hogan jumps on a on a chopper. They play this badass guitar solo, another reflective moment. This is this is Hogan at his best, man. He's he's in deep thought.
1: <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, during this scene when he hopped on a, the chopper, uh he opted on a fucking badass chopper. I mean, I'm talking about it. I mean, I, I would say that fucking motorcycle cost $250,000. Um, It was so badass. Yeah, it was a badass the scene. With the guitar solo, it reminded me a lot. And it, you know, it may be a better scene. It reminded me of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport when he was riding on the fucking subway train. You know, just thinking about life, heading out, you know, big decisions. Uh, you know there's a there's a broad horizon yeah these deep
0: reflective I mean you don't see this in movies anymore these deep reflective moments with just a badass guitar solo playing in the background
1: yeah and you just gotta sometimes you just gotta step out of yourself and think about life you know you're just you gotta contemplate on what the fuck is going on and if it's you know what's you gotta make the right choice and and nobody the world moves so fast nowadays nobody stops and thinks you know that nobody takes these moments to nobody yeah you can't make the right choice if you don't ride on a chopper to a guitar solo and think about it
0: Cut. we're back at the bar Bruce talking to Kelly you know these two want to bang it out we're establishing that yep um good man good catch right Hogan um accepts the deal he'll do it um she wants to make a big scene of it. She says her uncle has eyes everywhere. So Hogan proposes to her right there at the bar. Um, It wasn't good enough the first time he did it. So he like freaked out. He picks her up. He starts screaming. He's like, I can't hide my love anymore. I mean, it's one of the most best proposals I've ever seen besides Savage Elizabeth probably.
1: Uh, Yeah. It's, um, it's an incredible proposal, Like, he picks her up, screams "I love you!" Like everybody's paying attention. Everybody noticed. People are shocked. The whole crowd. Bruce, you know.
0: Bruce, definitely shocked. Beefcake is the happiest guy you've ever seen.
1: Yeah, he's super stoked for his best for one of his best friends.
0: Yeah, my thought and is that Hogan or Beefcake was on so much cocaine, he thought Hogan was getting married in real life.
1: <laughs> and that's what a badass. Yeah, let's, let's get into your part. Yeah, I've done that much cocaine. I get it.
0: <laughs> okay, so at this point, we see our bad guys for the first time. Giant Gonzalez is one of the bad guys. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's a wrestler. Look him up. El Gigante and WCW Giant Gonzalez. In yeah. yeah. Um, these, there's like 10 guys trying to pick this missile up. No one can do it. He picks it up easily. Um, We see the leader, um, Sam Jones. You may know him as Flash Gordon, yeah, um, he's the main bad guy in this movie. He's talking about this necklace and how he's in jail with a guy who said that this necklace will lead him to a fortune. your classic treasure hunt story,
1: yeah, and a good bag like he got out of jail, so that means he's a smart, bad guy,
0: yeah, and also for no reason, this little girl's picture wearing
1: this necklace is in the paper. Yeah, it's because they photoed. They were taking pictures of all that stuff uh, earlier in the movie. They and it happened to photo her, and they made it a point to like show like it was foreshadowing. You know, because you know it's nineteen ninety three, so you didn't have to use the Inception, the walls to foreshadow. Um, so that was that was why they let you know it was going to be put in the paper. So they found it that way. Ah. Uh. So, um, yeah,
0: also at this point, I put this down in my notes. It was hilarious. One of the bad guys looks at the missile and goes, man, I wish I had this for whaling. Yeah. He
1: He goes, (laughs) completely. Which, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, that's a good missile. That's a good missile to use for whaling. It would would take a whale out. That's for sure. It would sure fuck a whale the fuck
0: up. So back at the hotel, Spencer's getting ready for the wedding. Um, he's he's got a nice suit on, he's practicing saying I love you, he's a little nervous about it. Brew Baker starts asking about community property. Hogan has no idea what it is. Brew's like you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Community property, she's gonna own half
1: the boat. Yeah, he's, so the point point is Yeah, explain to everybody community property. Yeah, so basically She's marrying Hogan, so she gets to keep the hotel. on the uh, On the other side, she's gonna pay off Hogan's debt for the boat, so he doesn't lose the boat because they're gonna repossess it. So, community property when they get married it means each each uh, item is half owned. Everybody owns half of everything, so they need to figure out how to sign some sort of prenup or, you know, decide who gets the ratios of what so you know she's paying off the boat he's getting her the hotel that's the arranged marriage they gotta deal with it uh, the best thing to do is just decide and be like hey you get the hotel I get the boat let's not fuck with this bullshit but you need to have that shit in writing you never know yeah, how which, it this is the
0: first Hogan's
1: ever thought of it yeah well because everybody's a man of their word woman of their word or it of their word everybody's a human of their word or however you want to I don't know. Everybody's an identity of their word. However you want to word it. Everyone's
0: an identity of their word. Yeah. So, um, all right. At this point, Nicole walks up. This is that hot chick from that Hogan was banging out earlier. I want to say girlfriend, but I don't
1: think he has a girlfriend. I don't think, why would he have a girlfriend? It's just his fucking, she's Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> she is bad as hell that Spencer's getting married. She had no idea. <laughs> So she goes. Um, well, let me give you. A, well, no, this is her line. Well, least I can do is kiss the groom. Yeah, I mean, kiss that's, the groom. That's fair. Yeah. So she's she, she's making out with them. Megan shows up, which, by First, the way, Ma- Megan shows up tits out. <laughs> like she's yeah, she's wearing a robe, but it's open at at the tits for some reason.
1: Because they they need to show you like how hot she is too you know it's she's she's a competitor there it's competitive
0: yeah so bruce trying to distract her it's not working um so you know she she freaks out on this chick she she um scares her away basically she yells at hogan hogan's trying to talk community property she's not having you know she's not listening they go to the wedding and okay First of all, cut to the wedding. First thing you see, a sign on the beach that says, hurricane warning, severe winds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect day (laughs) for an outdoor wedding.
1: Might as well have a wedding on the beach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cut to the wedding. I don't
1: know if hurricane warning meant like Hurricane Spencer was there. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Just to let bad guys know, hey, he's here. Don't try
0: it. <laughs> Dude, how bad would it be if everywhere that R.J. Spencer went, there was a hurricane warning sign? <laughs> I mean, there should be. <laughs> Stand back. There's a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hurricane warning. For some reason, they're getting married outside. It is so windy. Like people are dropping shit. Nobody hats can are flying
1: off. Yeah, hills are flying
0: up. Hogan. On his wedding day, which if I ever get married, this is exactly what I'm gonna wear. White tuxedo, bow tie, blue bandana, badass shades. Yeah, badass shades. Um so they're they're up there, they're in the middle of getting married, which by the way is best man's brew, obviously. But also mm-hmm. his groomsmen are Br- Brutus Far Beefcake and Jimmy Hart. Beefcake is wearing yeah. like what you'd wear to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bruce <laughs> Baker's in a full tuxedo and, yeah. and bootcakes in and next to him in, like, a, literally what you just wear to the beach.
1: It's what he wore
0: to, to fight a fight. Yeah,
1: That's so what he wore to <laughs> arm
0: wrestle. <laughs> yeah. It was like they were like, hey, man, you're up next for this arm wrestle. He's like, oh shit, I gotta go be in this waiting real quick. Hang on, hang on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let me go. I mean, he went from arm wrestle. What a badass, though. He's arm wrestles, pops over, best man. He pops (laughs) over, you know, not best man, but pops over, jumps to the wedding. Uh, And then Jimmy Hart is wearing that incredible Vincent Price outfit. Yeah, piano
0: Key jacket, sports coat. Yeah. So they're out there getting married while the preacher's going through his thing. They're literally arguing with each other. Uh, about community property, she says she wants 51% of thunder, which is crazy.
1: Embarrassing.
0: Yeah, but but he goes, okay, you can have 51%, but I want 51%. She goes, of the hotel, are you crazy? His response is, no. 51% <laughs> of the scuttlebutt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Hogan doesn't want 51% of this humongous resort hotel on the beach. He wants, makes yeah, of he wants million. he wants fifty one percent of a tiki bar
1: that where people arm wrestle. <laughs> well, can you blame him? <laughs> it's the baddest bar I've ever seen. It's the baddest bar of all time. People arm wrestle. It's a tiki bar. Nothing but hot chicks. He's probably sliding them all. <laughs> so like, it's it's the right choice. What's he gonna do with a hotel?
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it's a pretty good choice. Which yeah. I think, by the way, we should mention at this point that Bruce Barber Beefcake, as badass as it is to just show up wearing whatever you want, he should probably have went to BlackTux.com.
1: Yeah, he should have went to BlackTux.com. Uh, if Roadkill can do it. He can do it.
0: Yeah, so they get married. Bruce Barber Beefcake starts crying. I mean, incredible um,
1: incredible acting job. Oh my god, dude, that performance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it got me. I, uh, I had, I was crying. I'm not going to lie, I was crying. Watching his performance and with the wedding, I don't know, just the way everything intertwined and the emotion that Beefcake put into it, I just, I think the wedding scene alone puts him past Gene Hagman for Best Supporting Actor that year. Oh yeah, I'm definitely voting that.
0: Okay, so the bad guy's at the wedding for some reason. His girlfriend approaches Jessica who's wearing the necklace. Says, you know, I love your necklace. My boyfriend can appraise it. This eight-year-old girl's like, yeah, let's get it appraised. Yeah, let's, let's
1: talk about how much it's
0: worth. Yeah, let's find out how much this bitch is worth. So uh, she goes over there. This man offers her $100. Imagine how much $100 was worth to you at like eight years old. In 1993. Yeah. This bitch, Jessica, goes, nah, Hurricane gave it to me. <laughs> um, so they end up just stealing it. They take off running. Hogan sees this, obviously. He knows what's going on at all times. He sees this. He starts chasing them. He runs them down, tackles them. At this point, John Gonzalez shows up. They basically have a wrestling match on the beach. Um, Gonzalez picks up Hogan, throws him about 80 feet in the air. Hogan launched, Yeah. Hogan flies through this, like, Tiki Hut thing.
1: It's like a building. Um, they, they... And mind, mind you, Gonzalez was over at that point. Like, he was in Thunder in Paradise. He was on a couple episodes of Baywatch. And he fucking was WrestleMania 9 with The Undertaker. So everybody kind of knows who this guy is at that point. Also, Hurricane and Megan just got married. This little, yeah. eight,
0: this little eight-year-old girl who's annoying me already is calling him dad. Yeah,
1: calling him dad. I always wanted a dad. Yeah,
0: immediately. So um, uh, they uh, they sneak off. They get in the hotel. Well, they break the necklace in the struggle. The necklace gets broken. Uh, the bad guys take off.
1: They uh, They get a metal detector. Yeah, he goes, brew, grab a metal detector. Which are very, they're very accessible in the 90s because a lot of people metal detected. Oh, yeah. So, um,
0: all right, hold on. I lost this place in my notes here. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: that's a good time to boom. My whole right side of my computer desk is covered in empty beers. (laughs) Okay, so they,
0: they get a uh, metal detector, they find all these pieces, they go back to Bruce's house, Spence's house. Hogan's wearing the smallest shorts you've ever seen in your life. Incredible shorts. Like, the, the shorts
1: th- that are, like, longer in the front and the back than they are on the sides. You know, they, like, <laughs> loop up, you know what I mean? Yeah, they are badass.
0: Um, so, they're they're trying to figure out how to put this necklace back together. It's about 20 pieces.
1: If not more, yeah. It's a it's a puzzle.
0: They show a montage at this point that makes it seem as if eight hours have went by, and they've only put together about ten pieces. Are we going to talk about the cigar he smoked? <laughs> I was just about to say, when they <laughs> cut back to them doing this puzzle, Hogan is sitting right next to this small child and this woman, and he's smoking the biggest cigar you've ever seen in your life.
1: Straight um, from
0: Cuba. Yeah, straight from Cuba. He's... um. They're finally. She, the little girl, keeps going. I got another piece. I got another piece. So um, they they discover that it's a map. Um, Brew comes back somehow. Brew has figured out the whole story on the necklace. I don't know where they went. Yeah, they figured it out. Brew and, uh,
1: Kelly or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. So they they're like it's a map, but we don't know where it goes. You know, they're trying to figure it out. The annoying little girl crawls under the table season x on the bottom yep so instead of turning all the pieces over four grown people and this little girl crawl under this table they all see the x they figure a nice family moment yeah they figure out it's a treasure map so um they're gonna go they're like you know fuel thunder up let's go let's you know let's go get this thing So Megan wants to go. She owns fifty-one percent of the boat now. She wants to go. She's wearing a safari hat for some reason. Train, train. Um, She wants to go, which is like the biggest mistake of all time. Bringing her, Um, they they go. They um, at this point we see the bad guys are on a full cargo ship, a real live
1: like destroyer.
0: Yeah. Um, we see Jessica and um, Kelly on the beach. Kelly's sculpting a perfect, a perfect head of what I guess is Brew. I don't know, or what? Or, or, no, she's doing Jessica, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was perfect. Jessica is freehand with crayons, drawing an exact, exact replica of this necklace map that she just memorized. I mean, this kid's yep. a genius,
1: really. A genius.
0: So Hogan, they find the they find the island. Hogan has to carry Megan the whole time. It's like, man, why'd this bitch even come? <laughs> <laughs> uh Kilmer follows well, they they kidnap the girl, they kidnap Kelly, they take this little girl's crayon map and find the island. Um the 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 Thunder guys are there. They're they're having a hard time finding the X. Hogan scales a tree, um, sees that the X is made up of the rocks that they're sitting on. He picks up the biggest rock you've ever seen and moves it. Um, Find out there's there's an underground cave under this huge boulder that Hogan moved by himself. Um, They go down in there. Um, They're arguing. And out of nowhere, Brew literally picks a random rock. There's no there's no indication that this is anything. And Brew yeah. just goes, Spence, check this out. Moves that rock, there's treasure behind it. Gold coin treasure, um, necklaces, jewelry, all kind of treasure. You know, they're freaking out. Um... Oh, oh, also at this point, while Brew's finding this rock, a snake. Megan falls backwards into these cobwebs for no reason. It crawls on her. Yeah, and she goes. Hogan goes. Oh man, I didn't know you're afraid of snakes. She goes. Well, I just don't like disgust disgusting stuff crawling up my leg. And Hogan goes. I'll keep that in mind. Dick <laughs> yeah. First dick joke of the movie. So because uh, it crawled up
1: her leg. He is. Yeah. Yeah, it
0: definitely crawled up her leg. Yeah, both of
1: them. <laughs> twice
0: yeah so um they find all this shit the boss finds them they look down in the hole the boss is acting crazy at this point he's literally screaming at these people down in this hole
1: freaking out
0: yeah you woman move now like that's how he's talking to him
1: in like um, the period after every word
0: yeah he's see one word at a time he's screaming um they they bring all the gold up they tell them that they have Kelly and Jessica. Um, let's see. Okay, so they they're gonna close them in there, obviously. So they move their the boulder,
1: sh- shutting them in there. To you know, they're getting all the treasure. They're heading out, and all is well in the world. Everybody dies in the cavern. That's the right.
0: Point. So they go over to where this little water is, and Brew drinks it and realize it has salt water, so they know that it's a way out. At this point, the bad guys go to try to take Thunder. They have the keys. Um, Thunder, as they're trying to start the car, Thunder goes, um, incorrect weight for owners. Please identify yourself. <laughs> so Thunder just knows the weight of Brew and Spence. Um, Which it should. Yeah, it says, inter-identify. I mean, why did the Navy not pick this boat? I have says, no idea. It says inner identification code. They don't know the code, obviously. It starts electrocuting them, which is awesome. And electrocutes Kilmer gets
1: them to the point where they live and are able to jump off the boat. Into water. So, do you think the Coast Guard Coast Guard picks this boat easy? Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah.
0: So they, they, they can't take the boat. Kilmer, the bad guy, his name's David Kilmer, he looks back at the boat and goes, man, you got a real attitude problem.
1: <laughs> yep. And that's... <laughs> Everyone talks to Thunder like it's a person. Well, it's great acting because Thunder is a character. Like, the point, the reason why all this happened is because of Thunder. So, what'd you just do? Open a beer? Yeah. What kind of beer? PBR, obviously. No, typically. So,
0: at this point, Hogan's going to have to swim out and find a way out. He's in a speedo again. Um, he's, he's, he breaks some glow sticks. I have glow sticks down there. He's going to swim. He's, he's getting his breathing right. He's getting ready. How long can you hold your
1: breath, Jamie? Uh, so he's oxygenating his blood, is what he said when he was taking the, the, the breath. For me, um, if I were just to get thrown in and have to hold my breath, I'd probably do a good seven minutes. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, you probably do more because, you know, you being in the Coast Guard and being around, I mean, I, I guess you probably do 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever seen me swim, but it's impressive. No, I bet it is,
0: yeah. One of the best um, swimmers I've ever known. Yeah, Hogan's getting ready. He, um, he has a line tied to his foot. That way they can follow him out. Um, so Hogan's underneath the water. He's trying to swim, find his way out. You see the rope getting stuck on a rock, you know. Megan goes, how long can he keep his breath under there? Brew goes, don't worry about it. He's part whale. Um, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. So the rope breaks. It gets caught on that rock. It breaks. Brew freaks out at this point. He's trying to jump down in there after him. Hogan finds the way out. But instead of going up to get a breath, he
1: just turns around immediately. He turns around. He does not go towards the sunlight. <laughs> yeah. He straight turns around. There's a couple things he can do, mind you. He can get out of the water, run back on the island to the goddamn... Yeah, open the boulder. Open the boulder and pull them up. Or open the boulder and jump down and swim them to into, swim into freedom. I don't know. Whatever he wants to do. There's multiple options. But he just turns around and swims back without taking a breath. Yeah, which is badass. Yeah, because that's who fucking... I mean, he's... I, he's RJ Hurricane. So So
0: at this point he um he comes back, he gets them, they're like preparing Megan. Brew gets down into a speedo. Um Megan's in a bikini. They're like, you know, getting her ready. They got this little air pouch for her. Um they start getting out of there, she's gotta go into the air pouch immediately. She's terrible. Um the second time she goes in, she passes out. So now again Which is hilarious. Yeah. Again, Hurricane has a carrier. Yeah, world meets nobody halfway. Um, so they all swim out. They they at this point, the thunder is tied to the cargo ship. I don't know how far out this cargo ship is because the bad guys had to come to the island on a little, you know, skiff boat. Um, but the next scene, cut to the next scene. RJ, Brew. And Megan are just getting into Thunder, so they swam all the way out to this boat. Yeah, they swam up
1: underneath the boat.
0: Yeah, they swam. There's a there's a little pothole or whatever you call it underneath the boat. Somehow, I mean, this is the baddest boat of all time. They crawl into the boat. Um, Hogan has to get in there, and you know he's gonna have to get on the cargo ship. Cargo ship, take care of the bad guys. But before he does, he starts putting this paint on his face. Um. Well, it's psychological warfare. Yeah, that's what it is. Megan, <laughs> Megan goes, what are you doing? He goes, psychological warfare. <laughs> so he paints like like camo on his face. Um, Hogan also, when he gets on the boat, so I guess he crawled up the, the anchor rope. I don't know how else he got up this cargo ship. Because the side of a cargo ship is probably about 30 to 40 feet in the air.
1: You're not going to scale it. No, you don't just scale it. It's it's a big ship. But I mean a guy like I mean I don't know why a guy like you know, Hurricane that's or us, you know, we've both done that. We know what it takes. It's hard work.
0: Um so anyways, he's on the boat. He's in biker shorts at this point. Um he has the biggest knife you've ever seen. Um he knocks one guy out, the next guy does a bunch of karate shit and Hogan just punches him out. Um giant, giant Gonzalez shows up, swings the axe at him. Um, they start fighting, Hogan does all these punches, eventually knocks giant Gonzalez down into this pit. Slams him down through the the hole of the ship. Yeah, it's awesome. <clears throat> um, the bad guys point a bunch of guns at Hogan. The main bad guy, Flash Gordon, goes, I'm stunned to see you. Like, emphasize on stun. I guess it was a joke about Thunder stunning him. Yeah. Which would have made no sense at this point. A, Hogan didn't know that happened. Yeah. And B, it was like two hours after it happened. Yep. He was just saving it.
1: Which is what good bad guys do.
0: Yeah. He also goes, oh, yeah, Navy SEAL, how about Navy Anchor? (laughs) uh,
1: yeah which is at that bottom of the ocean
0: yeah it's a sick burn um so they tie hogan up into a bunch of chains um they, they they're gonna throw hogan overboard hogan goes go ahead and kill me but you let them go you know that's what a hero does
1: yeah
0: um so they throw hogan over i mean chains his arms are handcuffed He's in full a, chains, with all a pipe them. wrench. A giant yeah.
1: pipe wrench. <laughs> with a
0: giant pipe wrench tied to him as well to keep him down. The two, the two, the girls are also thrown overboard. Their hands are tied. Um, they are underwater. As soon as Hogan sees the two girls
1: are thrown yep. underwater,
0: Rips he, yeah. he literally hulks up. And rips through these chains. Underwater. A real
1: American.
0: Yeah.
1: I've, uh, yeah.
0: Hurricane R.J. Spencer underwater is the baddest person who's ever lived.
1: Ever. He is, I don't know. I mean, he's better underwater than anyone else who's on land.
0: Yeah, so Bruce shows up. He has a little air thing. He's giving everybody O two. Um, They all get in the boat.
1: Um, Kelly and Brew make out finally. He, Brew got his, he got his, he got his work. Uh, he got his girl. Yeah, uh, saved her life. A little shock and all. She's into it. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah,
0: they all strap in. They're getting ready to go. The little girl goes, "Are we going to give Thunder full, full full thrust commitment?" I mean, this girl <laughs> knows everything that's going on. Yeah, she's um, a smart, smart kid. Kilmer says, "Break it out, break out a stinger missile. Let's blow them off the planet." They give this view of this dude shooting the stinger missile
1: <laughs> somehow out of bazooka. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, full thrust malfunctions again. Obviously, same view as Shark Attack Three. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, Brew Baker is trying to get it to work. He does a full karate kick onto the control panel. And all of a sudden, full thrust starts working, and that missile literally drops about two feet from Thunder, as Thunder is about to take off to go eight thousand miles per hour. Doesn't explode. Um, they f- or or no, it doesn't fall in the water. It like
1: follows them, right? Yeah, follows them forever.
0: Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> this this part is hilarious. So, this this missile is following the boat, and Thunder knows when it's about, like, can
1: read the impact. So, they're like, because it went into super, super fast mode. Right. So, it's like 2.9 seconds, 2.8 seconds,
0: point yeah. seconds. So, Brew goes, Brew goes, Hey man, it's gaining on us. It's gaining on us. Hogan looks at him crazy as shit and goes, I want it to.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, fucking, I, fucking I, it.
0: I want it to. What goes around comes around. And All Hogan right. whips that boat around, <laughs> U-turns it, the missile U-turns somehow. And, we're again, we're getting a countdown. Five seconds. 2.4 seconds. Like, literally, this is what Thunder's saying. 2.3 seconds. But we're showing about a, a two-minute montage And and this missile is 2.4 seconds. 30 seconds later, 2.3 seconds. Finally, 0.5 seconds. Another 40 seconds goes by. 0.2 seconds. At the last second, Hogan turns that boat, and instead of following the boat like it did on the last turn, it goes directly into the cargo ship. Phenomenal move. Well it's it's using your brains again like the opening scene it all comes around you don't need yeah. to use a bunch of guns you don't need to no, use you're a, smart you don't
1: need to use a bunch of missiles he he uses his brain to defeat the enemy turns out that guy was the whale you know he wanted to use that stinger missile on a whale and uh turns out he was the whale yeah so uh Hogan goes bro <laughs>
0: Call the Coast Guard. Tell them, the yeah, pit, let him. tell them there's some barracuda they need to fish out of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> another badass line. but yeah, um, he's not wrong. Brew looks at him and goes, Spence, man, what about the treasure? Hurricane looks back and says, hey, man, there's always another day in paradise. There's
1: always another day in paradise.
0: Yep, so they cut We cut to the honeymoon suite, the happy couple's in bed, Hogan's waiting in bed, Megan comes out in some lingerie, as soon as she comes out, Hogan's bottle pops, Yeah. they start making out, we see that there's a camera in the vent, which is creepy as shit. Um, Yeah, they're uh, watching it. Hogan's into it. (laughs) Well, we would find out later in life that Hogan is really into it yeah he's into it, yeah uh, this is a little foreshadowing i, I just now put that together <laughs> um but yeah, so they're they're you know the uncle's watching to make sure that the wedding's real um she said she goes, move your hand I said, fake it not make it um bru- bruising the hot tub, with Kelly and this old bitch, the chick from facts of life, and then that's the end of the movie, man. Thunder in Paradise. We get the song at the end again. Thunder in Paradise, lightning is striking twice. You mess with Thunder, you pay the price. You pay the price. Uh, I would like to say Ed Leslie is credited as Bruce the Barber Beefcake, and Jimmy Hart is credited as Jammin' Jimmy. Yeah, jamming Jimmy. <laughs> Alright, so that was Thunder in Paradise. Um, I hope we did a good job describing it to you. I basically described it scene by scene. I yeah, we
1: just... I- Basically just quoted the whole movie to
0: you. Yeah. This I I can't I can't recommend this movie enough. Um before we rate it, I did want to I found some hilarious ratings on like Amazon and stuff. Um there's a couple of them I did want to read real quick. This this okay, this guy goes um his his title of his review was Terry Hulk Hogan Part Whale, Part Machine. The- <laughs> The Warrior in Paradise. Which would make you believe he thought this movie was badass. Yeah, you would think it would be badass. But he gave it one star. This was his review. If you were given the movie, give it back. What the fuck is that?
1: Why? Would, well, give it back. somebody let you borrow it. <laughs> the, pers- the person died. who gave this
0: to you put filth in your hands. This movie is the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, please save two hours of your life. The movie's an hour and a half, but I'd leave a half hour for vomiting. And don't watch this movie. It's packed with my, a few mildly entertaining fight scenes and the beautiful single women in distress that all the Hulkamaniacs can enjoy, but this is not the time, nor the place. I'd watch The Nanny three times in a row and act like I enjoyed the Hulk's acting abilities before popping the VHS of Thunder Paradise again.
1: What? There's no way this guy's still alive. No. <laughs> so, his name's Hollywood Al. What an idiot! What? Why would it be Hollywood Al? The fuck know. is that? He's terrible.
0: I just like how he goes. Um, um, he acted like it was the best movie of all time with his entrance or his with his title, yeah. and then he goes. Save two hours of your life, hour and a half for the movie, half hour for vomit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What if you vomited for a half hour? <laughs> what kind of pussy does that? Who vomits man. for a half hour? Okay,
0: this guy goes... This is a long one, but this one's hilarious. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... he's This guy's in the UK. He goes, I'm a grown man with lots of degrees. A family. Oh. A family. A wonderful life as a public school teacher. I have a respectable house. Children, a loving wife, two dogs, and a budgie. I don't know what a budgie is. With a what? A budgie. Uh, what the fuck is that? A budgie cord? Or fuck? I don't know. It's a UK thing. But he goes. He goes. With that being said, I'm giving high praise to a Hulk Hogan movie. The Thunder. Yeah, right. The Thunder Collection, made by the same blokes who created Baywatch. Um. Colorful, fun, clever, amazing production, (laughs) wonderful music, and what I would call a great escape. The first in the three play can be a bit confusing since it gave Hulk a wife and a different daughter, which by the way in the the rest of the series he did have a different daughter. He did, yeah. Also, that was the last time we ever saw the wife.
1: Yep, it um, was the last time we ever saw the wife.
0: (laughs) He goes, um, let's see here. The the duo of Hulk and Chris Lemon, Carol Ald's charm and beauty, and the incredible production value makes this the perfect wintertime viewing. How delightful to see blue skies, hot sun, hot women. I've been pleasantly surprised to read so many great reviews who seem to agree with me. The action is more bombastic than bloody, and the use of Hulk's daughter in the film gives the movie a great attitude for kids. The dialogue is amazingly clever, characters well drawn out, Um, Brew and Spencer's food tasting trick is amazing. I think that's in the second movie. Their comic timing is as good as any of the folks from the Ocean Eleven movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Ocean Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Tony, uh, the cocksucker.
0: He says, uh, also, I think this is like Thunder in Paradise 2, but he goes, Bruin Spence's cliff jumping scene, or no, Bruin and, and Spence's exciting chase sequence through the Middle East buildings, culminating in a delightful back and forth, are right up there with a cliff jumping scene in Butch Cassidy. What? A, wow. Uh, what a, uh, <laughs> I mean, is this the best thing you've ever heard?
1: Yeah, this guy's. He watched the movie, actually.
0: Yeah, he obviously gets it, man. He gets it. Yeah, he
1: gets it. Good man,
0: good man. So we'll try to top that. Um, TV Guide said that on a one to tails, or it gave it a one on a one to ten scale and called it violent, dumb, and dull, saying that Hogan's facial expressions looks like he swallowed a bottle of kale pectate.
1: Yeah, well, TV Guide's also for a bunch of people who bake onion rings in the oven. <laughs>
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> alright so that brings us to us Jamie we obviously have the 10 beer scale Um, go
1: ahead and give your review of this movie alright so Thunder and Paradise and as a whole alright hang on let me alright my review of this movie um this is a movie that it's a emo- it's an emotional roller coaster with phenomenal acting um from start to finish uh it's action packed there's drama uh there's love there's seduction um uh, there's evil this movie has it all there's there's nothing you can't find in this movie um I mean there's there's past stories. The story is so in depth. Uh I'm gonna be honest with you. I I'm giving it nine and a half beers. Wow, that's pretty high. Yeah, nine and a half beers. Just alone I mean, if you look at things like if you look at movies in depth, uh you look at you know, the set design and the costume design. And the fact that Hogan walked around with snakeskin boots, tucked in blue jeans and a sleeveless button up denim with a bandana and the baddest sunglasses I've I've ever seen. Um is, you know, the costumes were everything like I don't know how the movie didn't win any Academy Awards for set costume design or um best original film score.
0: Yeah, it's um Hogan's wardrobe alone is unbelievable in this movie. Um, I I think I recommended that we do this movie because I, I remember Thunder and Paradise being incredible. I used to watch the TV show all the time. I forgot, show. I forgot until I watched this this week how badass this movie really was. It is, I mean, from top to bottom, incredible. Hogan and Chris Lemon together are phenomenal. I mean... All the scenes are hilarious <coughs> and hilarious in different ways. Yeah. Way yeah, completely different ways. Yeah. So it's, I would give this nine beers easily. Um, I recommend everyone go watch it. I can't recommend this movie enough. I loved
1: it. One of my favorite Hulk Hogan movies. Easily one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Um, truth that you're an idiot. If you haven't seen it, um,
0: no, you need to go watch it immediately. I mean, we basically just subscribe to every scene, but you need
1: to go watch this movie. It's a real movie with real people living real life, going through real situations. Um, and, you know, life is hard. And if you want to talk about reviews, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 38%, so Matt Cole probably won't watch it. Um, yeah, he lives and dies by Rotten Tomatoes. And the Rotten Tomatoes, you know what I do? I throw them in the garbage. (laughs) There you Uh, go. I don't eat or listen to Rotten Tomatoes.
0: So we, I do, before we go, um, I did want to give, I did find some trivia, some um, facts about the production of this movie that I thought were hilarious. Um, So first, Chris Lemon credits his decision to work on this series. As the reason casting directors stopped hiring him, effectively ending his acting career. <laughs> well, when you're
1: done with Thunder and Paradise, you're done.
0: Yeah, Hogan stated in an interview that he did not get to keep the Thunder Scarab boat used on screen, but he had one built. Um, I did hear that the boat was used later on in Mikhail's Navy, and they blew it up during that movie. Um,
1: yeah, I heard that too. Great movie, Michael's Navy, by yeah. the
0: way. Douglas Schwartz said in an interview that Hulk Hogan would often spend his Friday Douglas Schwartz, by the way, the director, said in yep. an interview that Hulk Hogan would often spend his Friday nights at Hooters after the week's episode had concluded filming. Thunder in Paradise was one of the first acting gigs of Heidi Mark, who started out as a Hooters girl prior to her acting career. So Hogan probably banged her out.
1: Yeah. Um, filled her up. No big deal.
0: Production took place at Disney. A lot of scenes were at Disney. Um, several of Hogan's wrestling colleagues made appearances throughout the whole series not just this movie but um, Jimmy Hart we said played Jim and Jimmy Ed Leslie played Brutus aka the Beast that's what it says here yeah. um, Jim Nightheart played Norman Kowalski um, Jorge Gonzalez played Tormato or Matador um, Ray Hernandez played Herc that's Hercules obviously uh, Fred Ottoman, who was, um, Tugboat and also yep. Shockmaster. He Typhoon. Was, he was in the series. He played Youssef. Steve Kern played Levette. These are all in the series, not in this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Terry Funk played Amarillo Dokes. And Steve yeah, good, Gordon, who's Sting, bro. played Hammerhead, which, yeah. is, which is unbelievable. That Sting played a guy named
1: Hammerhead. Yeah. And I saw where, um, uh, Beefcake, Ed Leslie, was in like 19 of the 22 episodes.
0: Yeah, I wish there was a way. I don't think there's any you can watch the other episodes, but...
1: Um, yeah, they're all on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I can't recommend this movie enough. This is our first movie review. Um, if you have any movies you want us to do, let us know. Um, we already have like 20 to 30 that we want to do. Yeah, so
1: we'll get to yours.
0: Yeah, we'll get to yours eventually, but just talking about it, we have a long list of movies we want to review. Um, If you have any, this is our first movie review show. If you have any advice for us, man, people love giving us advice on how to do the show better. So let us know. Um, I know we ran a little long, but I mean, I wanted to cover every scene of this movie because every scene was so incredible. Um, Yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, we compared it to Unforgiven. so Yeah.
0: Well, we
1: compared Brutus Beefcake to Gene Hackman. Yeah. And Brutus out-acted him in 1993, so... Yeah. So, like we said, this
0: movie's on YouTube. Um, go check it out. Um, go check out our page on YouTube, Megapower Hour 2.0. Go check out our Instagram. Go check out our Twitter. Um, Jamie Facebook page...
1: Coming soon. It's up. There's uh it's uh it's pretty much just got all you gotta do is hit the launch button.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Let us know what you think, man. We'll see you next week.
1: Yep, peace.